Sharks territory. I am Aaron James, and this is the Shark City session for the last day of June in 2022. What an eventful week it has been in Sharks territory. I'll be honest with you, most of this um, most of this episode is going to cover the whole journal manager fiasco, everything that's been going down in the last uh, week or so. But uh, before we do that, let's just start off with the uh, whole shameless plug. Visit SharkCityHockey.com for all of our content, whether it's videos, um, the previous podcast from last season, or the previous episodes of our summer sessions. You can find it all on SharkCityHockey.com. All right. So uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of what is now like, you know, the general manager dance, man, I don't even know where to begin with that. So while I gather my thoughts, let's start with... um, what we do know here in Sharks territory. And what we do know is that the Soundsy Sharks draft order has been released. Um, obviously, the 2022 NHL draft is right around the corner. We're just eight, nine days away at this point. It's in Montreal this year, July 7th and 8th. And uh, the NHL released the official order of the selection. Soundsy Sharks, as of right now, have number 11, 76, 108. 138, 140, 172, 195, 204, and 217 positions in the 2022 NHL entry draft. Um, obviously, you fans out there who are paying attention, you know this is a jump from 11 to 76. We gave up our second round pick this upcoming season for goaltender Aiden Hill. Uh, you, we, if you followed the podcast, Throughout the regular season, you already know that here in Shark City, we strongly, strongly believe that um, Aiden Hill may be the goaltender who does not stick with the Sharks this upcoming season. So we'll see if the San Jose Sharks are able to, you know, get some compensation back and maybe find themselves in the second round, um, you know, if they decide to deal him. I mean, that's the best thing I think of, you know, maybe try to get a late second round pick. But enough of all that hypothetical stuff. Another thing that we do know here in Sharks territory is that the San Jose Sharks preseason schedule was partially released. Uh, San Jose will face the Anaheim Ducks on Friday, September 30th, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at the Pond. And Tuesday, September 27th at the Tank, 7.30 p.m. Uh, so this information comes from the Anaheim Ducks, who are one of 10 teams that released their 2022-2023 preseason schedule today. Um, so I believe like, you know, Hurricanes, uh, New Jersey, um, and, you know, a whole bunch of other teams, the Florida Panthers, um, 10 teams today released their complete preseason schedule. So we got a little glimpse into what the Sharks have, um, you know, coming up here in just a couple of months. Obviously, I would expect to see the Kings, the Golden Knights, the Kraken, and maybe the defending champs, the Avalanche. So let's uh, just get into that really quick. Okay. Uh, cannot really go on without mentioning the greatest trophy in all sports, and that being the Stanley Cup. So this year, the Colorado Avalanche are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. And, well, who who really cares, right? We're Sharks fans, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All jokes aside, um, <clears throat> you know, congratulations to the club on achieving hockey glory and, um, you know, having everyone's name etched amongst 105 other championship teams. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, kudos to Andrew Cogliano. Uh, I excuse me, Andrew Cogliano. So that's the one thing I just kind of want to focus on really quick before we go into the whole GM stuff. 
is, um, you know, there is really no shortage of Andrew Cogliano posts this past weekend. And, you know, I get it. You know, some of us are trying to have, you know, some of you out there, Sharks territory, we're trying to have that Stanley Cup pop, if you will. And, um, you know, I'll just be 100% honest with you, okay? Now, you know, I don't want to start this off on a kind of sour note, but it is what it is. I'm just going to tell you what I think, okay? Um, I, I found it pretty ridiculous with everyone trying to take what Cogs and the Avs earned as some sort of sign of what a great franchise San Jose is, merely because of the fact that they traded him there to give him his chance at being a champ, I guess you could say. I mean, Cogs had a choice. Sounds like he made the right one. And true, the Sharks asked where you want to go, and they made it happen. Okay, so kudos to the franchise. But the Avs were obviously interested, and they knew what they needed to hoist the cup this season. So I'm happy it worked out for him. But to lightweight take some credit in having the awareness, insight, or a part in building a championship team is kind of a stretch. And that's what I've been seeing a lot um, this this past weekend. And, uh, you know, maybe it's more of a sentiment to celebrate an ex-Shark who won the cup. And that's something else I really want to quickly discuss, all right? Now, again, this is just me. This is my this is my opinion. So, by all means, if you want to chime in, feel free to drop a comment in the chat. Um, whether you're on Instagram uh, live, viewing our story, Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube. But um, maybe it's more of a sentiment to celebrate an ex-shark who won the cup, right? Like, somehow have some kind of, like, um, tie into the championship. But, I mean, let's just discuss what qualifies as an ex-shark. Am I the only one who feels that you have to play at least 82 games with the team before you can be cherished and celebrated as an ex-shark? I mean, I know I'm a bit over the glass on this one, okay? But seriously, we all knew he was a journeyman with the Sharks and this was going to be a pit stop in his career. He played 56 games with San Jose and scored 15 points. I mean, again, congrats on your championship season, but I think it was pretty obvious Cogs wasn't going to stay in San Jose. Okay, so, you know, I don't know. That's just me. I think there should be some kind of criteria for, you know, X-Sharks. Otherwise, anyone that shows up and, and takes a shift, you know, what are you going to say? Oh, you know, X-Shark won the cup. If they spend, I'm not even going to get into it. I And I, I get it. Okay, I get it. The fans are thirsty for that championship. So am I. All right, Stanley Cup has been awarded since 1914. Only 25 franchises have won the greatest trophy in sports. Hopefully, Sharks have become the 26th. And that journey starts with the hiring of the next general manager. So let's dive into it. All right. Uh, first, let's talk about this news that kind of like uh, made some waves, if you will, in Sharks territory, specifically Twitter on the Sharks thread. Um, so the word is that the Sharks general manager job is the least appealing job in the National Hockey League. All right. So Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger, they do uh, the daily faceoff. Um, and they do the DFO Rundown. It's a podcast. And um, there are volume reports that he's talked to several people. I don't know if several's pushing it, but that he's talking, he's spoken to people who interviewed and says that Sharks owner Hazel Plattner is delusional. And those, that, I mean, that's some strong things to say about the organization. So uh, when, when I heard about this, you know, of course I was curious as a fan, you know, I checked it out, heard what he had to say. And, Pretty much it's in response to, you know, freeing up salary cap space for this upcoming season. Or in other words, doing what everyone else outside looking in feels that they, the Sharks need to do in order to, you know, become successful and return to the playoffs. So um, 
when it came to freeing up the cap space, the hosts were suggesting that the Sharks need to cut down the contract at the blue line. All right, so, you know, the abundance of, you know, uh, highly paid contracts amongst our defenders, you know. And then um, I'm going to quote Frank Saravalli word for word here. So his response to, you know, freeing up cap space specifically on the blue line was, and I quote, that's not what the owner wants, and that's actually what scared a lot of people away from the position. I think it makes it one of the least appealing GM jobs uh, out there. You're dealing with a tough cap situation. When you consider that Hassel Planner had made every person know that he wants his team to be competitive, there's no retool, no rebuild. Right from the hop, it's how quickly can we get to the playoffs right now? What moves can you make to get us there? All right. So, you know, there it is. Um, now, I know that there's some other stuff probably floating around, especially recently, that's going to try to, like, we rework what was said, but, you know, it's it's out there, you know, um, that apparently some of the early candidates were thinking that, you know, the ownership group in the direction that the, the Sharks want to go is, is not making San Jose a prime destination to be. So that's kind of concerning, you know what I'm saying? And um, they go on to suggest that maybe Hassel Planter just invested a lot into the club and he's, you know, he would like to get a return on it. But as a Sharks fan, okay, just simply speaking as a fan, and this is my, this is just my opinion, okay? Uh, the overall impression is that the Sharks will likely settle with who they can work with for the next few years as this experiment continues. It was already mentioned that the Sharks' aim was to have a general manager at the start of the NHL physical year. It was also understood that if the Sharks could not get it done by that projected date, they would have it squared away by late July, early August. Just turns out that Pierre LeBron tweeted earlier today that the Sharks are deep into their um, whole background checks and um, our legal backgrounds and... Uh, Professional references, I believe it was. Anyways, long story short is, you know, if the Sharks are going, to, you know, if they're starting that process now, do not expect any announcement for the general manager at least, at least until next week. I mean, I don't see it being, you know, t tomorrow's the first of July. You have the Fourth of July weekend coming up. Most people are taking four days off. I I don't see there being an announcement, but hey, I could be wrong. Surprise, Sharks territory. We're begging you. Anyways, but um. Back to what I'm trying to get at. So as a fan, when I read or hear this news, I'm left with two impressions. The first is that the Sharks were trying to get the preferred candidates, some of which said no thank you and are now left with having to choose between those who are maybe not their, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect, but, you know, maybe it wasn't their first choice. Okay. Um, so now you're stuck between those who are not on the top of your list and who still want the job apparently because, you know, there's a, all these reports about it not being, you know, or excuse me, the quote unquote least appealing job in the national hockey league. So, um, I don't know personally, a lot of, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, but you know, um, the same guy who was saying this stuff on his, um, on his show has also confirmed that two sharks players two ex sharks players are quote unquote, probably, probably, um, finalists, two out of three finalists as the, you know, the GM uh, list gets tighter and trims down slimmer. So, you know, 
first impression I get is, you know, the Sharks are trying to work it out with whoever is still interested and, you know, whoever they feel is going to essentially give, you know, uh, work with whatever their vision is. That being, you know, win now, make the moves, whatever you have to do, but don't, you know, um, do not tear apart the core, essentially. So they want to make the playoffs now. This win now, no retool, no rebuild. So that's very interesting. And I guess that's scaring people away. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I have another I have another theory out there. And thank you all for, you know, like uh, bearing with me as I kind of work this out here uh, live. But essentially, I also feel like, you know, maybe the Sharks already have, the, already have their candidate. Most of us feel that way. We'll get into that a little bit later on this program. But, um, you know, what I'm thinking is, you know, what else is coming up? Okay, of course, the draft, of course, free agency. But here's a topic that most of us don't really care to speak about in Sharks territory. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about it. That's for sure. But it's Evander Kane. Evander Kane's grievance, uh, grievance process is most likely going to be settled in the mid-July or, toward, or, you know, maybe early August. So, you know, another as a fan, another impression I'm left with, which is the reason why they're not introducing their, their choice out to the public yet, including this random third mystery person. But um, back to the point, perhaps they want their candidate to join the team once the grievance process of Vander Kane is completed. You know what I'm saying? So they have their hands kind of clean of that. Anyways, no matter how you look at it, the Sharks are not set to have a general manager announcement soon. And um, again, with LeBron tweeting out that the Sharks are deep in reference checks and legal backgrounds, I can assume that that process will take them closer to the start of free agency, uh, you know, to kind of complete the background checks, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so again, LeBron also mentioned in his tweet that the new hire will be a first-time general manager. So we already know, we already know that it's not going to be someone with previous GM experience. And, um, you know, Let's get into the two candidates right now who are kind of like, you know, making the headlines. So the Sharks are set to announce the fifth general manager of franchise history. It's down to three candidates. As we mentioned earlier, Elliot Friedman has said that he believes probably, quote unquote, that Mike Greer and Ray Whitney are two to three finalists. Um, I'm getting this information from the Mercury News, just to cite my sources here. Um, so, yeah. How do y'all feel out there about that? How, how do y'all feel out there about, you know, perhaps for what, the second time in history, back-to-back having a former player become a general manager of the team? Okay, so I think, let's see. Last time I checked, all right, so we went to Instagram. Okay, we went to Instagram, and uh, we asked fellow Sharks fans what they thought about the whole GM situation. So uh, really quick, 56% of you believe that we'll have a GM in place before the draft. So that's within a week, literally. So, you know, um, you know, you have believers out there who probably feel like, you know, if it doesn't come by tomorrow, maybe over after the weekend. <clears throat> now, last time I checked, I'm not too sure what the results are now. And obviously, you know, it's going to be up for 24 hours. So you still have time to, you know, participate if you have it. But right now, 50-50 down the line, the last time I checked, uh, 50% of you feel that Whitney's going to get the position. 50% of you feel like Mike Greer is going to be the one. Me, personally, I feel like if they bring anybody on board, it's got to be Mike Greer. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, for, for everything, from marketing to, like, um, you know, 
the fact that he's involved in hockey operations still, you know, he's, he's behind the, uh, behind the bench, uh, most recently. And, you know, you have Whitney who's kind of been out of the game, so to speak, since he retired like five, six years ago. Right. Um, also, you know, if Mike Greer is selected, he'll become the first, um, African-American general manager in the national hockey league. All right. So the, cha- the sharks have a chance to, uh, to, um, you know, make history essentially. Right. Um, and you know, this was mentioned also in the other program, but they pointed out on the DFO, uh, breakdown that it'll become the first NHL NFL general manager, brother combo as Mike's brother, Chris Greer has been the general manager in Miami Dolphins since 2016. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it sounds like, you know, it's, it, it would be enough to rejuvenate, you know, maybe the fan base rejuvenate interest into, you know, the club and, you know, give the Sharks, you know, territory and their fans a familiar face um, rather than, you know, this third mysterious candidate that's still out there that remains unnamed. Uh, during our last session, we spoke about Elliot Friedman mentioning a strong candidate for the position was an international candidate. Well, uh, Friedman suggested the name Rachel Ra- uh, Raffiner on 32 Thoughts podcast as being someone who fits the mold of the Sharks general manager. Uh, there's other reports out there, but nothing so much confirmed are exactly confirmed, at least the best of my knowledge. You know, feel free to uh, you know update me in the chat if you will. But back to the point is, um, you know, <laughs> I think personally, and this is just me, I think that, you know, the whole entire Sharks general manager choice may have been spoiled already by Sharks alumni, Devin Sedaguchi. So if you, for those of you out there who are not on Twitter or who perhaps not follow the hashtag SJSharks thread on Twitter, uh, Devin Sedaguchi took to Twitter and posted a tweet with the eyes looking sideways emoji commonly used to draw attention to something. In this case, with the hashtag SJSharks, it would appear that Sedaguchi may know something about the GM hire. Uh, this tweet has since been deleted. Now, one may speculate that it was nothing more than to give the Sharks' Twitter thread some life again, but since he deleted it, most of the fans are starting to suspect that Mike Greer may be the next general manager due to the fact that Setaguchi and Greer shared the Sharks' locker room from 2007 to 2009. All right. So, you know, take with that what you will. Again, as far as we know, you know, this is all, you know, when you had the words probably, as far as we know, you know, maybe maybe Mike Greer and Ray Whitney are not even part of the two of the three finalists. You know, as far as we know, this could be trying to just generate some talk and some buzz around a topic um, that previously, a few months back, you know, the Sharks said that they were more than willing to take their time, you know, on finding the right person. And they've already said it. We've covered this in the last session. That if they do not find their candidate for whatever reason it may be by the fiscal year, they'll get it done by the end of July or early August. So, you know, expect to wait longer. <laughs> it's the whole point of all this. Anyways, uh, my bad. Uh, so, so, so what do Sharks fans, again, what do they think of this whole situation? Um, so this is what I've noticed, okay? So this is all up to interpretation, right? But Sharks territory has been rather vocal about the decision-making or lack 
of in regards to the GM job. Uh, Sharks fans are kind of wondering what's taking so long. Well, now we know why. People are passing on the opportunity. Okay? Uh, Sharks fans are also curious as to why at this point in the process has only two of three candidates are confirmed. I don't know. Perhaps the international man in mystery is the next general manager, right? I mean, it seems fans prefer an outsider to organization, so that would make sense. But whoever it is, the choice will set the tone for the next few years in Sharks territory. Will the GM be someone who brings change and makes tough, necessary moves to free up the salary cap space and remake this team into a playoff contender? Or will he be someone who will try to make it work with what we have now while being kind of a stand-in guy while the franchise you know, figures out what they got going on and takes on the city over development downtown. I mean, that's just real talk. You know what I mean? Anyways, again, um, most of you on Instagram feel like we'll have a general manager before the draft. That's July 7th in one week. I I can see that happening. If it's one of the two who have been suggested, Greer or Whitney, then it would make sense. But if it's this international, if it's an international candidate or this third mysterious candidate, who knows? You know, then yeah, I could see it being more or less toward the end of the month. And again, and just to reinforce, you know, what we talked about earlier as we, uh, you know, end this episode here, you know, it would make some sense too because we have the whole grievance thing going on with Evander Kane, and why would you want to bring in a general manager, um, you know, when when you still got that to figure out? Joe Wills weren't capable of, you know, um, handling, you know, the arbitration process. Anyways, uh, thank you to everybody who's been, you know, following along. I see a lot of you've been jumping on here on Instagram. I appreciate all the support. Um, you know, happy 4th of July weekend to everybody out there. Be safe. Um, we'll probably get together sometime next week one more time um, to discuss the general manager. We'll see what has you know, happened, but, um, I just want to remind everybody, check out all the episodes. If you tuned in a little bit late, you can check out all of our episodes at sharkcityhockey.com. Um, obviously whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Instagram, our video version of this show will be automatically archived on those platforms. And if you want to check out the audio version of this, you can check us out on Spotify, tune in, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or just simply go to sharkcityhockey.com where you'll find our complete collection. All right, I'm Aaron James. Thank you all for lending me your time. It's been 25 minutes, and um, I think that's good. Good, you know, that's good enough. <laughs> it's Thursday. I mean, let's start this whole you know weekend. This July Fourth weekend. I'm excited, um, and yeah. I'm really, I'm really excited to see, you know, what happens next week. If we don't get a decision as a GM by the end of next week, then I'm not expecting it until August. But we'll see. All right, fans of Shark City and Sounds of Sharks Hockey, I'm Aaron James signing off for Shark City. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how many times to say, but one more time, right? Shark City. Yeah, I said it three times. All right, guys, have a good night. And, um, you know, stay safe over the weekend.